Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Democracy Live uh, demo today and conversation. Um, I'm Anthony Corona, and I'm here with Cassandra Jesse, who is the second vice president of Florida. She's also acting as host for us today. So thank you so much, Cassandra. You're welcome. (laughs) Sheila Young sends her regrets, but um, all the time, being a grandparent trumps being a president. So she will listen to the recording later. Um, We're really glad that you're here. Democracy Live has to uh, pretty good success. Uh, They're also doing things around the country, but we're going to hear from them themselves. And there'll be time for questions and answers after the presentation. What I do ask is that everybody stay muted during the presentation because we'll be doing screen sharing and we'll need to make sure that there's no background noise. So sit back, enjoy the information, and I'm going to introduce to you Charlie Canoon. Charlie, welcome. All right. Well, thank you very much, Anthony. I appreciate the opportunity uh, for Democracy Live to share with, um, you know, folks in Florida and around the country. Um, It is uh, an honor for us to serve you in any capacity that we can. And these demonstrations are very important to us. Um, And so uh, a little bit about me. I serve as uh, Director of Education here for Democracy Live. Uh, I've been with the company for seven years, and um, I work with voters every single day. I work with folks on the call, as well as uh, in Florida and around the country. And I appreciate the uh, advocacy and the commitment that each and every one of you uh, take on. Um, It is truly uh, an inspiration for me to work with voters every day, and I appreciate that. And without any further ado, I'd like to... uh, introduce our um, CEO and founder of Democracy Live, uh, Brian Finney, um, and he will chat a little bit about what we're doing around the country and then specifically in, um, you know, in Florida. And then, um, and then he'll introduce Melissa Carney, our demonstrator. So Brian, take it from here. Well, terrific. Yeah. Thank you so much, Charlie. And, and thank you for the Florida Council of the Blind for allowing us to uh, present to you, t- to you here today. Uh, my name is Brian Finney. I'm the president and founder of Democracy Live. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Democracy Live is a leading provider of accessible remote balloting uh, throughout the United States. And uh, we are now, I believe, in 29, closing in on 30 states, providing an accessible option for voters to be able to access the ballot privately and independently um, and electronically. Uh, from home or wherever you have access to your device. Uh, joining us here today is Melissa Carney, and she's really the star of the show. She'll be uh, presenting to you, for those of you that haven't used the tool, um, she'll be presenting to you the accessible absentee voting uh, technology that we are deploying, not just in Florida, but as I mentioned, in about uh, close to 30 states around the country. Um, as Charlie mentioned, he does a lot of work with a lot of the organizations around the country and any type of uh, uh, opportunity where the voters are able to access their ballot independently and privately uh, for voters with disabilities, voters who are, because of geography, not able to vote uh, uh, in, in, a, in person on a paper ballot, that's where Democracy Live comes in. And really it's because of your efforts at the Council of the Blind in Florida 
and around the country where where this technology is being deployed, it's always because of local advocacy and local energy and your mobilization to make sure that your states are aware of these new tools. Uh, Democracy Live is just one of the providers. There are other providers in, in Florida and around the country that provide this type of technology. And it's really about the issue of providing equal access uh, to the ballot and to voting. Uh, in Florida, you all just wrapped up your election on, on Tuesday with another um, you know, big general election, big federal election coming up in, in the November election. And uh, that'll start here in the next handful of weeks. And so one of the things why we want to get on the call here today is to remind you that uh, these tools and these technologies are now available in Florida and around the country in many, many states. And of course, what the elections officials will always say is, you know, how many people are, are actually using the tools? How many uh, voters are, are using the technology? And so that's why Melissa is here today to help walk you through what the technology, you know, how it, how it works, answer any questions that you have, because really the, uh, the technology is just now starting or just getting started with, with the capability of providing equal access to voting for all voters regardless of disabilities. And in Florida, as an example, um, they're just starting in the last year or so to provide this tool. Um, at this time, and Melissa can explain this in, in, in broader detail, at this time, uh, it does require a printer. Uh, the, the state has elected to turn on the option that, that you have to print off the ballot and then mail it back in. But it's a start. It, it gets us you know, 50% of the way down the field. And, and we hope that with enough usage, enough uh, feedback from you all, in Florida, and again, in those states around the country that have this type of technology, you can then go back to your state legislature, to your secretary of state, and to your local elections authorities and say, this is a great first start, but for us to truly have independent access to voting, we need the electronic return of the ballot so you can do the entire voting process you know, from home, from your own device, just like if you go to Amazon and shop or Facebook and socialize using whatever technology and screen readers that you use, um, that you'd be able to do the same thing to be able to entirely vote privately. So that's the intent of today, uh, to remind you that the tools are, are now available in Florida and around the country. You have another big election coming up um, here in the next handful of weeks that'll it'll, it'll go live again in Florida for the November election. And then for those of you that are listening um, on ACB radio around the country, in many states, uh, this is becoming more and more available to you. Um, and it's always because of your efforts at the local level to advocate for this type of technology. And so with that, I want to thank you again for giving us an opportunity to present to you today. And what we're going to do is have Melissa uh, walk you through the technology. Um, our, our final recommendation is that as it works in, in Florida and in many states, you need to put in a request uh, to your local elections um, official to request the link of the accessible ballot. And, and again, uh, Melissa can kind of share with you how that works, and she can uh, kind of give you some background on who she is and, and why she's working with Democracy Live. And with that, I think I'll turn it over to Melissa. Thank you all. Thank you so much, Brian. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here today. My name is Melissa Carney, and I'm an educational outreach consultant for Democracy Live. And just like you down in Florida, I'm also fighting for accessible voting up here in New York. Particularly, I'm outside of the city, so we have a little bit trickier of a time fighting for accessible voting out here because there aren't as many of us. Um, so I'm going to show you today, as Brian mentioned, the electronic delivery system 
that is included within the Omni ballot, then that you will still need to have a printer. So we do say that this is half accessibility, right? There's a lot of states that currently have electronic delivery and return options so that the entire process is accessible. Um, what that would also do is eliminate the need for a printer, eliminate the need for transportation. For many of us, we're dealing with paratransit um, and other unreliable methods of transportation. So of course the printer does pose a lot of difficulties, especially if we don't have access to one, we will have to travel to print out our ballot. That being said, at this point in time, at least we do have the option to independently mark and make our selections on a ballot. And that's more so than we had several years ago. So I'm really happy to be able to show you this system. Um, I can tell you that I have used it before in past selections, and it's very empowering to have that freedom in your hands. Not only that, but to be able to use the assistive technology that you feel the most comfortable with. So for example, if you're a JAWS user, you can vote from your computer. If you're a voiceover user, you can vote from your Mac or your iPhone. You can use whatever browser you prefer, whether it's Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, Safari, any browser you choose. This system has been tested with over 90 combinations of screen readers and browsers. Additionally, you can use your Braille display with the system as well. So that's enough of my rambling. I'm gonna get started with the demonstration for you all. And we look forward to any questions that you might have after we conclude the demonstration. Zoom meeting, mute, currently. JAWS voter lookup work, Microsoft voter lookup. Okay, so first you're going to have a voter lookup page. Main menu heading level two, voter lookup heading level one. There's going to be a heading announcing what part of the process you're on. And then if you down arrow underneath, you'll find a set of instructions on how to proceed. Please fill in the fields to access your ballot. First name, required invalid entry edit. Enter main okay. So I'm going to enter into this edit box. I'm going to type in sample tab. Sample, last name, edit, required, invalid entry, type in. I'm going to type in voter, tab once more. Voter, month, combo, box, I'm going to down arrow to January. One. One, tab again. Day, combo, box, required. We're going to enter in the birthday. Again, I'm going to down arrow to one. One. Tab once more. Here, combo box required invalid entry. Here, Here to change the, the selection, use the arrow. Here, I'm going to down arrow for today's purposes and select 1999. Tab. Voter lookup. Continue button to activate. Press enter. And I'm going to press continue. Space. Voter lookup. Main region. Ballot marking heading level one. Okay. So this is where you will officially mark your ballot as the heading so helpfully announced. And once again, um, going along with that uniform feel for every page and every part of the process, you can down arrow to find the instructions for the ballot marking. Your ballot is presented below. To mark your selection, click on the checkbox. To remove a selection, click on the checkbox again. To vote for a qualified write-in candidate who is not listed on the ballot, click the checkbox beside the write-in space at the end of the candidate list. Then type the candidate's name in the Let's space. Let's say your audio is not coming through. It's meeting controls to move to an item, press the arrow keys. Music. I'm hearing the audio. I can hear the audio just fine. Desktop meeting controls. Music. 
Um, I will say if anyone is not in the Zoom app currently, the screen share will not be effective. So you have to be in the Zoom app in order to hear the sound and what's what's occurring on the screen. Um, but thank you, thank you everyone for your feedback. I'm glad that some of you are able to hear that. I did double check my sound is selected. Ballot marking work, All Microsoft. Right, so let's continue. Meeting JAWS Pro Zoom. Ballot marking work, my linked vertical bar. Wrapping mm. the top main menu heading, ballot marking heading level one. Okay, so we left off on this heading. So we can down arrow and listen to the associated instructions. Your ballot is presented below. To mark your selection, click on the checkbox. To remove a selection, click on the checkbox again. To vote for a qualified write-in candidate who is not listed on the ballot, click the checkbox beside the write-in space at the end of the candidate list. Then type the candidate's name in the space. Heading level two official ballot. Okay. You're going to find that this ballot is very simplistic and very easy to navigate in the way that it's laid out. It was all organized via heading. So if you navigate using your shortcut keys using H. For U.S. Senator heading level three. You can navigate to the first contest name. Down arrow from there. Vote for not more than one. You'll find the instructions. Group starts for U.S. Senator. Three checkboxes. And our options. Here we go. Santa Claus checkbox not checked. Ebenezer Scrooge checkbox not checked. Ryden checkbox not checked. All right, I'm going to up arrow and choose Santa. Ebenezer Santa Claus checkbox not checked. Press space to check. Space for U.S. Senator group. Santa Claus checkbox checked. A clear check mark. Press space bar. Okay, that selection is now checked. So we can move on to the next heading and contest. So we have... For representative to Congress heading level three. Then down arrow. Vote for not more than one. Group starts for representative to Congress. Four checkboxes. Amelia Earhart checkbox not checked. Charles Chuck Eager checkbox not checked. Charles Lindbergh checkbox not checked. Ryden checkbox not checked. Okay, I'm going to up arrow and select Amelia. Charles Lynn Charles Chuck Amelia Earhart checkbox not checked. Space for representative to Congress group. Amelia Earhart checkbox checked. A clear check mark. Press space bar. And you'll notice as you're going through that there's a very helpful feature in which when you check a box, it'll repeat the name of the contest that you're on. That way there's no doubt in your mind um, which, which contest you're making a selection for. Okay, so we can move on to the next heading and contest. City Council heading level three. Down arrow. Vote for not more than two. Okay, so these instructions are a bit different. So it's asking you to select two candidates instead of one. What I'm going to do here is make an intentional error, just so you can see what that error message would look like in the review process if you make the wrong number of selections. So again, I'm just going to select one candidate instead of two. Group start city council, five checkboxes. Here are our options. Johnny Cash checkbox not checked. Elvis Presley checkbox not checked. Dolly Parton checkbox not checked. Right in, one of two checkbox not checked. Okay, I'm going to choose Dolly Parton checkbox Dolly. not checked. Space City Council Group. Dolly Parton checkbox checked. A clear check mark. Press space bar. Okay, so keep in mind that intentional error when it's time for us to review our ballot selections. Next contest. For City Waste Director heading level three. Down arrow. Vote for not more than one. Group starts for City Waste Director. Two checkboxes. DR William McDougall checkbox not checked. Ryden checkbox not checked. Here I'm going to demonstrate a write-in candidate. So to select a write-in candidate, the write-in checkbox not checked. You'd press space on the write-in candidate box. Space for city waste director group. Write-in checkbox checked. Down arrow. Check write-in. Edit. And then you can see an edit box that will appear. So I'm going to enter into that. Enter. Write-in edit. Type it. And hmm, should I do Charlie or Brian? Which which of you would like to volunteer as tribute? 
Brian's a good choice. Oh, for, oh I, I think for city waste director, um, that's my grand ambition. This is a, voting thing is just a stepping stone to becoming a city waste director. <laughs> All right. So, Charlie, should we do Charlie or Brian? Let's let's do Charlie. Escape right edit Charlie. Okay. So here, if you up arrow, you're gonna see your writing candidate, and then Charlie. Oh, I'm I'm happy to see that there was passionate interest from both of you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Article one heading level three. We have our next contest, so we'll down arrow from that heading. Vote yes or no. Shall chapter I, section one hundred three of the Votersville City Charter be hereby amended as follows? Chapter one, incorporation and general provisions, section one hundred three. Wards established. There shall be three wards for the city of Votersville, and the boundaries of the wards shall be fixed from time to time by the board. Of civil authority subject to the approval of the city council, the boundaries shall be fixed so as to provide equal or near equal distribution of population. Among the three wards in accordance with the most recent federal census. Group start article one. Okay, so that was a text-based contest. So we can just choose yes or no. Two checkboxes. Yes, checkbox not checked. No checkbox not checked. I'm going to up arrow and select yes. Yes, checkbox not checked. Space article one group. Yes, checkbox checked. The clear check mark. Press space bar. Okay, and continue to down arrow. No checkbox, not group end. Go back button. Continue button. Since that's, that was our last contest, we can press on continue to move on. Space, selection, review, heading level one. And here is the heading so helpfully announced. We have the selection review page. So as usual, we can down arrow to hear the instructions for this page. Your ballot choices are shown below. To change any selection, click the change button next to your selection. Heading level two, official ballot. And this will again be organized by headings. So first we have our contest name. For U.S. Senator heading level three. Down arrow. Santa Claus. Our selection. And down arrow again. Change for U.S. Senator button. And the change button associated with that particular contest. So once again. For representative to Congress heading level three. Contest name. Amelia Earhart. Candidate. Change for representative to Congress button. And change button. City Council heading level three. Pay very close attention here. Dolly Parton. Warning missing one of two selections. All right. So that is the intentional error that we made earlier in which we selected only one candidate instead of two. So it's giving you this option or it's giving you this error message just in case you do want to make a correction. However, let's say as is pretty common, you're only comfortable choosing one candidate instead of two. You can ignore this error message and move on. But if it was a mistake, Change City Council button. You're going to press the change button associated with this particular contest. Space City Council. Okay, it's going to bring you to this contest on the ballot. Vote for not more than two. It's going to look just like it did before. We're going to see the instructions. Start City Council. Five checkboxes. And then your options. Dolly is already going to be checked since we already chose her. We just have to make an additional selection. Johnny Cash checkbox not checked. Elvis Presley checkbox not checked. We'll choose Elvis. Space City Council Group. Elvis Presley checkbox checked. The clear check mark. Press space bar. Okay. Dolly Parton checkbox checked. You can see that she's still checked. Continue to down arrow. Right in. Right in. Group end. Go back to review page button. Go back to review. We'll press that. Space City Council heading level three. We're back on the review page on this contest. If we down arrow. Elvis Presley. Dolly Parton. 
Change city council button. You can see that this contest is now uniform with the rest, and that error message has disappeared now that we have two candidates selected instead of that one. Moving on to the next contest. For city waste director heading level three, right and Charlie. Okay, there's our right in candidate. Change for city waste director button. And the change button. And finally, article one heading level three. Yes. Change article one button. All right. Link skip to bottom. Go back button. Continue button. There's a continue button once you've successfully reviewed your selections and you feel comfortable with them. So we're going to press that. Space. Print your selections heading level one. Okay. And then here's the option where you print your selections. Now, every state is going to have a different process as to how they accomplish this. So we'll just mail you your envelopes. You'll print out the ballot, fold it in a certain way, and put it inside and sign. Um, others might send you some additional materials. Um, and of course, some might also attach an electronic packet that describes the process. Others might have it on the next screen after you print out your ballot. So there's going to be a variety of different ways that you will submit the ballot um, via print once you've completed it. So just pay attention to your specific state's guidelines. Click on the print selections button below to print your ballot selections. After your selections finish printing, click the continue button to download your return packet. Okay. Print selections button. So there's our print button. We're going to press that. Space blank. Page alert. Document fit the page complete. Print PDF document load is completed. Preview updated. Okay. So what it's also going to do is show you a preview of your selection. So I'll get down there so you can see how that presents before you print. Need help heading heading level two total one heading print heading cop one heading groups all radio custom cuss edit group echo head print more print button eight twenty seven twenty two one twenty one p.m. document http heading level two official ballot heading level two unlabeled graphic heading level two precinct Pre heading level two for you santa claus for u.s senator okay here you're going to see what's actually going to print heading level two ballot style demo ballot for u.s senator santa claus for representative to congress amelia earhart city council elvis presley dolly parton for city waste director right and charlie article one yes so that's a really great option just to confirm that you've you've kind of made the right selections just before you print. But also keep in mind um, that if there are other pieces of assistive technology that you'd like to use once you've printed, such as seeing AI or any other sort of scanner, you can also use that. That will be fully accessible with that type of technology as well. Save some trees here and pretend as if I printed, even though I'm not. <laughs> and we can move on as if we did print. Go back button. Continue button. So after you printed, there's going to be a continue button. So we're going to press that. Space. Continue button to activate presenter. Return instructions. Then there's a set of return instructions. Again, these are what will vary from state to state. From our office, a vote by mail packet containing a backup paper ballot as well as a return postage paid certificate envelope will be mailed to you. The return certificate envelope must be used to mail your voted ballot electronic or your paper backup back to our office. What is enclosed? You will find the following with your vote by mail packet. List of three items. Bullet backup paper ballots. Two, eight and a half by 17 sheets of paper that are tri-fold. Bullet secrecy sleeve. One, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper folded in half. Bullet certificate envelope. One, six by nine and a half mailing envelope. List end. Returning your voted ballot. List of three items. One. Regardless of which ballot you choose to return electronic or the backup ballot enclosed in the vote by mail packet, you must fold your ballot and place on the inside of the secrecy sleeve. Two. 
Slide the secrecy sleeve of the voted ballot inside the certificate envelope. 3. Seal the certificate envelope. List end. Very important, you must sign the certificate envelope. If you do not sign or date the certificate, your ballot may not count the signature on file at. The time your ballot is received at the election's office is the signature that will be used to verify your signature on the voter's certificate. If you need to update your signature for this election, send your signature update on the voter registration application to the election's office so that it is received. Before your vote by mail ballot is received. List of three items. 1. Hold the certificate envelope vertically with the sealed flap in your right hand, facing up. 2. The signature box is located approximately 2 inches from the bottom of the certificate envelope and 2 inches in from the left edge. 3. You will need to include the date that you signed, which can follow your signature. List end. Returning your ballot by regular mail allow for sufficient time for ballot to be received by the deadline at least 5 days for local mail. Return in person or by designee. You or your designee may return your vote by mail ballot at the Supervisor of Elections Office at 123 Elections ST, Votersville. FL30001, or drop it off at any of the early voting sites. Never give your vote by mail ballot to a stranger. Felony notice. It is a felony under Florida law to accept any gift, payment, or gratuity in exchange for your vote for a candidate. It is also a felony. Under Florida law to vote in an election using a false identity or false address, or under any other circumstances making your ballot false or fraudulent. Go back button. Okay, so a lot of information, um, a lot of jobs talking at you, but essentially that's a sample of what your return instructions might look like. All right, so once you've viewed those, you can also copy and paste it for your records. Sometimes there's a return packet that you can save for your records. Then end session button. you can press end session. Space, main region. Main heading level one success. And you're going to get a success message. The ballot is printed with your selections on your ballot. You have the option to scan and re-add back your ballot selections. The next step is to fold your ballot for privacy and insert the ballot into your absentee ballot return envelope. Please be sure to sign your name in the designated location. Thank you for voting. Main region end. Meeting. All right. And that is the process from start to finish. Again, pretty straightforward. And once, you know... I think my favorite part personally is that you can use, again, whatever pieces of assistive technology and whatever screen reading software and so on that you feel the most comfortable with. So not only are you voting from the safety of your home and you're safe from any health risks and transportation barriers and other accessibility flaws like that, but you're also able to use what makes you feel the most comfortable, the most efficient and the most independent while voting. Thank you so much for listening. And unless Charlie or Brian, you have anything else to add, I think we're safe to open it up to questions. Hey, Melissa, it's Anthony. We actually have three emailed in questions uh, for folks that couldn't join us today. So the first one, um, I don't know if you or Charlie or Brian can answer. Um, and if not, thank you for trying. <laughs> uh, the first question was, are you currently operational in the state of Virginia? And if not, what is the best way to start advocacy to get um, democracy live in the state? Yeah, this is Brian. I can answer that. Uh, Virginia does have a technology. Um, it's not democracy live, but it is another solution. And as we talked about in the very beginning of the call, you know, this is much more about the issue of equal access to voting than it is about democracy live. Uh, so Virginia does have a solution. Um, so you'll want to reach out to your local elections authority and uh, make sure that you uh put in a request if, if you're so inclined to have the accessible at-home voting option. All right. Our second email question is, are there any states that Democracy Live! covers that has full electronic balloting, including submission? And if so, um, 
is there a way to demonstrate that process? Indeed. Uh, that's, in fact, one of the fastest growing technologies in the elections ecosystem right now um, is the electronic return of the ballot. And again, that's been a byproduct of a lot of advocacy um, at, the, at the local level and the state level. And, and so we have a growing number of states uh, that have um, an electronic both delivery and return of the ballot. Uh, Massachusetts just did a, a great job of, of advocating and, and uh, getting electronic return of the ballot. That's just one of, I think, uh, eight or nine states that now offer that. Um, now, in some cases, it's, it's only reserved for the military at this point. But again, that, that's just a stepping stone. And I think with further advocacy and education, uh, I can get those states to offer it to um, other populations of voters as well for electronic return. And I don't know if we have time on, on this call, but uh, we can certainly arrange for another uh, uh, demonstration. Um, and maybe, Melissa, if you want to speak to kind of how it works in general, the electronic sure. return option, which does provide complete independent and privacy without the requirement for a printer. Yeah, I'm happy to. And we can, again, as Brian said, provide another demo anytime to go over that if we don't have time today. Um, but the process will look the same as far as the ballot marking itself and the review. But the before and after components are a bit different. So for example, if you remember back when we typed in our voter specific credentials, after we type those in, there's going to be an additional step of verification in lieu of the, sig the physical signature. So for example, you might be provided a voter specific pin, um, a certain number of digits from your social security number, a number of different um, verification steps that will follow your um, voter name and birth date. You'll enter those in and only after you enter those in will you be brought to the ballot. So that's that verification. Um, after which, once you make your selections and review your selections, that print selections page is obviously going to disappear because we're talking about full accessibility here. What's going to replace that is a um, electronic return submission in which you're asked to type out your signature. So there's going to be an edit box, you type in your signature, um, you click to sign, submit that, that uh, typed signature. So it would just be, you know, just typing in your name. And once you submit that, you'll get a success message similar to the one you saw, except you're, you're all set. You're all done. That's the process. Again, that additional step of verification at the beginning, and then that typed signature at the end in lieu of the physical signature. And that's about it. So you can see why it's a very sought after desired process and why the states that are utilizing that electronic return system are very happy with their results right now. Yeah, definitely sounds like it. So the last email question is a Florida specific question. But folks out there will be taking general questions. So if you have a question, throw your hand up now. Um, with this question, a shout out to Jim Crott, who has been working for voting in Florida for, God, more years than I can count. Um, and thank you know, thanks to him, we are a lot further in the process, I think, than we would have been. Uh, the question is, hold on, I'm, I'm hearing it from my email one second. All right, it's a long one, so I'm going to paraphrase. Um, basically, the question is, we have been working for full voter participation and electronic ballot submission in Florida for years after this election cycle. What is the likelihood of pressing for legislation to continue in the fight for electronic submission? 
It's a great question and, and uh, totally agreed on, on the leadership and, and uh, uh, the mobilization efforts of, of Jim Crott and the entire Council of the Blind of, of Florida to, to make uh, this key first step of accessible electronic ballot delivery a reality in, in Florida. I can tell you it would not have happened without Jim and, and, and Sheila and the entire team and, and all the members of the Council of the Blind that advocated for this type of uh, technology. But to the, the, the questioner's point, um, it is just the first step. And I, in our experience uh, around the country, um, the best way of getting electronic return, electronic submission, is by both using the initial system, which is the ballot uh, delivery, and then with that, giving feedback to your local elections officials, the Secretary of State, uh, and others that are in charge of policy in the state of Florida to say that you know it's, it's a great first step but many of us uh, don't own printers. And, and so, although it's, it's a, the intent is, is, is terrific, uh, for those of us that don't own printers, it doesn't really solve the problem. And as these technologies are, are emerging, uh, we have, just around Florida, we have uh, a number of states, you know, Alabama and South Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia, you know, uh, Massachusetts just, just turned it on. Um, so it's a growing number of states that offer electronic return of the ballot. But it really does start with the very you know, first step is to apply. So in the general election coming up, you want to contact your local elections official and, and request the accessible ballot delivery. And then once you've gone through that process, then give feedback. Uh, give feedback to the Secretary of State's office. Give back feedback to your local elections official and potentially even your uh, local legislators uh, and ask for the complete um, uh, system, which is electronic ballot submission or electronic return. Thank you, Brian. So, you know, Jim has been working in Florida for years. He's continuing to work on this. Um, I am taking point as governmental affairs chairperson for FCB. Uh, there are 22 counties in Florida that are currently using the system. I put that information out. I will continue to put that information out if there are any questions in Florida. Absolutely. Please feel free to contact me. Um, and I will also be putting information out for all of the election supervisors in the entire state where you can call and ask for this system. And of course, the 22 counties that they're in, you can let them know that you've used the system and you'd like you know, them to advocate for the full electronic ballot return. And that was all of the email questions. So Cassandra, do we have any hands? Oh, absolutely, Anthony. We all right, do. let's go. <laughs> so um, what I'm gonna ask you guys to do when, you, when I call on you um, to please say your name and where you're from, whether it's Florida, Georgia, wherever. All righty? Thank you. Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, yeah, in Orlando. And I did use Democracy Live for the primary. But yes. my one issue um, was I called my SOE's office and I'm like, who is the email going to come from with the link to vote? They didn't have that answer. I also called Democracy Live and they told me someone would call me back and no one ever did. Luckily, within a day and a half or so, I did actually see the email. I was just afraid it was going to go into my junk. Um, and I did also reach out to the Florida Council of the Blind to Sheila Young, and I think she called our supervisor of elections. So I'm just wondering how does that process work once we request it through our SOE's office here in Florida? Thanks. 
Yes, and thank you for that. You know, we've been instructed by the local county elections officials to have them be the, the source of communication. And so they've asked us to not, you know, interact directly with their with their voters. You know, we'd be happy to respond, um, but at, at the deference to the counties, they've asked us to always go through them. And so my guess is that what, what happened was that we contacted the local elections official who then got your message and then subsequently uh, sent you the email. But you're exactly right. That, that's, that's the process. You're, you're, the, the intent is for you to reach out to the uh, elections office, either by email or by, by, uh, by telephone. Uh, there's also an, there should be an accessible uh, ballot request form that's available to you as well. So there's basically three different ways that you could communicate with your local elections authority. And then they will, from their um, office, um, send you a, a link to access the accessible ballot. And if you don't, you know, get that, then then you know, follow follow up with them again. Uh, this is all new for them as well. It's a new procedure. It's kind of a new technology. So I can understand why they may not have, you know, all of their practices fully in place yet. And so keep keep uh, pushing on them to make sure that you get your link. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Let's let's keep in mind too that this is a very busy time. So you know, at the turnaround time, maybe a few days because of the fact that it is new technology and, and, you know, they're just getting onslaught with questions about the site, you know, the cycle from everyone cited us all, you know, all walks alive. All right. Who's next? Cassandra. We have Debbie, Debbie Grubb. Okay. Hi, Debbie, everybody. My, oh, there Thanks you for taking my question. I have a two-part question, actually. Um, if we live in one of the counties that are not in the Magic 22, do you have information that you can provide to us as advocates when we seek to meet again with our um, supervisor of elections so that they will know what the cost, what the price point is, what they have to do, what equipment they may need, if anything, all of that. And the second part of my question while I've got the floor is this. Since if you, if we are in a state that allows electronic ballot return for our military, is there any legal premise that your minds, your legal minds have found that would say that um, it should be provided to anyone who needs access to it? So those, that's my two-part question. And thank you. Great questions. Yeah, it's a great question or two-part question. Uh, the, the first part is the good news is, again, because of Jim Crott and the leadership with, with uh, President uh, Young and, and the entire you know, leadership of Council of the Blind, um, every county, 67 counties now have access to the ballot delivery. Uh, there are three providers in uh, Florida that provide this type of technology. So every one of you on the call who's in Florida should have the ability to reach out to your local elections authority and request a ballot. It may not be coming, you know, may not be a Democracy Live um, accessible ballot, but there are other two other vendors uh, in Florida that also provide it in every one of the counties. So that's the good news. Um, on your second part, the um, you know there there have been definitely legal um, uh, uh, decisions uh, by a federal judge, as an example, uh, in in one state that said because they are offering the Democracy Live electronic ballot return for the military and overseas, that they needed to turn it on for the uh, for the voters with disabilities, and uh, the state uh, actually embraced that. They were they were really pioneering that type of technology and wanted to have that, that outcome, I believe. 
so there's a handful of precedents that are out there. Obviously, I'm not I'm not a lawyer, and, and I, I don't want to give uh, legal advice. But uh, you know, clearly, the Department of Justice has ruled that absentee voting is uh, and, and does fall under the Americans with Disabilities Act. So equal access to the entire process of voting. So you have the same right to be able to vote independently and privately at home or wherever you are, um, just like uh, voters who are, do not have a disability. Uh, that's the intent of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And, and of course, absentee and, and voting in general does fall under the ADA. So what we've seen around the country is that uh, you have some pretty strong standing uh, to potentially pursue that in those states that offer it to the military and overseas but not yet offering it to the, the disability community. All right, Cassandra. Sure. Um, area code 812, last 3669. You may unmute. Hello. This is Dolly in southern Indiana. And um, we have a fantastic voting system in the polls. I mean, it's like a um, what do they call that notepad or whatever? And in the in the uh, buttons are raised, and you could wear your own earphones or their earphones. But I have friends who cannot hear well, and they find it very difficult to hear the uh, the uh, machine. Um, also, transportation is a problem. Um, they'll come pick you up if you want to, but they'll um, but. Um, you know, I, my question is, um, I missed a few, the first few minutes of the show and, um, how do they know you're the one who's voting? And also if you just have one computer at home or one email address, um, how do they know it's you or, um, could my husband vote like right after me? Yeah, good. Uh, hello. And, and uh, in Indiana, you know, and everywhere uh, throughout the throughout the country, you do have those accessible uh, units in the in the polling places, the voting machines. And in every by law, every location should have an accessible machine, at least one, uh, in every voting location. And so, uh, you know, for this purpose of this call. This is about uh, accessible at-home voting or absentee voting. And so to answer your question about that, you know, every state's a little bit different. But uh, what will end up happening is that you'll access, and I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Melissa's demonstration or not, but the voter puts in their first, last date of birth. Oftentimes there are other credentials, uh, like a PIN number, uh, maybe the last four of your Social Security, and other types of credentialing to uh, ensure that you are the one that, that's voting. Um, the intent of the accessible absentee technology is to, to be on par with um, those that are able to vote on a paper ballot, you know, on their kitchen table with, with a pen. Uh, this just um, provides an accessible option, but it's the same essential process. You can log in using your tablet, your device, your, your computer, access your ballot, mark it. Uh, depending on the state, uh, you may have to print it off, but more and more states are now offering the electronic return of the ballot. Um, so I don't know if that helps answer your question or not. Yeah, it does. Then my husband gets to vote right after me if we did it on the computer. That's correct. Yeah, typically uh, what states require is that the voter puts in a request 
um, so you can get the link directly from the elections office. Okay, great. And I'm also waiting for someone to return my call um, an email um, from Democracy because uh, we're having a conference in November, and we'd love to have some information on that to pass out or if someone could come. It's going to be in Bloomington, Indiana, right down the street from IU. Yes, thank you for that. And we are, um, I'm in the process of, um, you know, sponsorship activities, and we are looking at the calendar um, to uh, see if we can mobilize staff to get there. So appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. And for those of that are listening, even if for if Democracy Live in person can't attend, we'd be happy to be able to support and, and sponsor your conventions wherever you are throughout the throughout the country. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Cassandra, who's next? Anicia Carrera, you may unmute. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hi, Anthony and Cassandra. Thank you so much for taking my call. This is actually a good news call. Uh, I moved to Florida in early 2020 and uh, started to hear all the efforts of uh, FCB, the Florida Council of the Blind around this issue. And um, and so immediately called my uh, elections coordinator in my county. And she basically returned up the, the email saying that you have, you know, we have accessible voting, you have a machine, da, 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 the whole thing. So I remind her of the, uh, the lawsuit or the agreement, et cetera. But I did go vote in person that year. And as in the past, when I was living in New York, uh, 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 a processor should take about 30 to 50 seconds or a minute. It took usually over an hour because people didn't know what the machine was, how to use it, et cetera. So I was so pleased this <clears throat> this past month, I think late July or so, when I received the email from my local uh, elections official saying that uh, I had been enrolled in the accessible voting. And in fact, they do have, I mean, it's a small county. I, I don't know, I may be the only one using the system. It's not Democracy Live, it's another system that the, the armed forces also use, but it was a, a pleasure to be able to use it. So I wanna, it's a positive call. I want to thank FCB for all their efforts and certainly Democracy Live and the other vendors that are providing that opportunity. So thank you so much. Thank you, Anisio. Tony, right. you may unmute. <clears throat> okay. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, my name is Tanya, and I'm from the state of New York. And I would like to know, is this uh, type of accessibility uh, is also in the uh, location in New York City? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just asking anyway. Melissa, Charlie? Oh, I'm sorry, I stepped away. Could you, could you repeat that, please? Oh, okay. Um, I would like to. Okay, I would like to know is this is uh, the accessible. I mean, accessible. Uh, what you mentioned about the voting is it also? Because I live in the state of New York, and I would like to know: Can I use it on my computer or my tablet? I know you didn't mention that, 
but uh, who I need to talk to in order to get to use this. Um, are you in the state or are you in the city? <clears throat> I, I'm in... Um, I'm in, a, I'm in New York State and in the city of New York. Okay. So if you're in the city of New York, then you can contact because we, uh, we serve the five boroughs of New York. Um, and so you can contact your local election office of your municipality and they will, um, you know, co coach you through the process and you should be able to access that on any device that you have. Melissa, can you uh, chime in on that? Absolutely, yes. Um, I think I mentioned earlier in the presentation, I'm also from New York. However, I don't live in the city, so you have a much easier process. Uh, the city is on board with the system, as far as I know, and there are many voters that are using it. Um, in fact, wasn't there, a, there was a trial run recently in one of the past elections and they've been using it ever since because it was so well received. Um, however, the rest of the state is another issue, <laughs> but it sounds like you don't need to worry about that. We're still pushing to expand accessible voting in other parts of New York state. Oh, I apologize, Brian. I did just uh, drop and, uh, and the answer is yes, it is available in New York city. Thank you, Tanya. All right, Cassandra. thank you, Anthony. All right, 330, last 3975. You may unmute. Hi, this is Stephanie from Ohio. How are you doing? Hey, very well. Uh, so anyway, how, how long has, uh, uh, how long, uh, uh, how long has this system come about? Boy, uh, Democracy Live uh, pioneered the this, this system back in 2008 in Washington State, when Washington State went to mostly a, a vote by mail, uh, kind of kind of the wacky west out, out here in Washington State. And they went to a pretty much 100% vote by mail back in, back in 2008. And when they did that, um, we ended up working with the University of Washington Center for Technology and Disabilities. In fact, we were uh, working directly with one of your members. Uh, some of you may know Debbie Cook, uh, and a young man who was just coming out of college back in 2008, who's now our chief technology officer, uh, was working side by side with, with, with Debbie back in 2008 to deploy this type of technology uh, all the way back then. And since then, it's been deployed in about 4,000 elections. It sounds like you're in Ohio. Uh, this technology is now also because of a lot of advocacy from, uh, from different organizations, including the Ohio Council of the Blind. Um, it's also available um, in, in the state of Ohio. Well, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. As a refresher, so, you know, everybody around the country, you call your election supervisor step, and you request, you request the link or whatever their process is to get your, to get your absentee ballot. Um, and they will each, you know, each county supervisor will walk you through the process. They'll tell you what it's going to look like. Um, you know, this, this demo that we did today was for the state of Florida. All right, Cassandra, who's next? Um, Pierre, you may unmute. Uh, I wanted to ask about the state of Louisiana. Anything specific or just are they in the state of Louisiana? Wait a minute. 
Say it again. Do you have anything more specific or just is democracy live in the state of Louisiana? Yeah, yes. Okay. Brian, you know what? We're just down in, yep. <laughs> we're just down in Baton Rouge uh, just last month and, and, uh, and, and showed them the system, let them know that it's available. But just like all these other states, it, it really is that, that local advocacy uh, reaching out to the Secretary of State, the Secretary Ardoin. He's, he's uh, you know, he's uh, uh, a responsive secretary and, and I'm, I'm sure he's looking to do the right thing. And so if he hears from enough members of the, of the disability community in the state of uh, Louisiana, there's a, you know, can't speak for him, but uh, that's how it's worked across the country is local I, advocacy, advocacy. Yep. Does this work by phone or just by computer or? Just by computer or tablet. What? I think you're asking, is, it a, is there a dial-in option, right? Right. Yeah, maybe Brian? Melissa can speak to that. Do what? If not, I, I, I can jump in. It is, it is a, uh, really what it is, it's, it's a web portal. We work really closely with uh, uh, Amazon AWS on this. Uh, it's a secure portal uh, using a federally approved cloud. Uh, so essentially, it's a website. Uh, is, yep. is what the, the tool is. And you log in, you access your ballot through the secure uh, ballot uh, portal, the website, be able to access it, listen to it, mark it, and then either print it out or electronically return it depending on your state. Okay. And, I, and I can add to that a little bit as well. Um, I believe Amazon is currently pioneering some voice recognition technology, but right now that's not seen as secure as if you were to enter in a PIN or other methods of verification online. Um, but I think that technology is in the pipeline. It's just not recognized yet, if that makes sense. It okay. does, thank you. Thanks, Pierre. All right, Cassandra, who's next? We have no more hands at this time. All right, we're almost, we're almost at the end of our hour. Um, Brian, do you want to give any closing statements? And just reiterate to folks, you know, the importance of advocacy and requesting, you know, requesting this in their local counties. Well, you're exactly right. And that was the intent of, of today's call is just to remind you that for those of you that are in Florida, that this tool and this technology is available. And just like we've seen everywhere, that where uh, there's been enough usage and enough advocacy, it, it doesn't stop at electronic delivery. It is at electronic return, which provides the true and full independent access to, you know, that sacred experience of being able to select your leaders and, and, and your, your, your representatives of your government. Um, you know, we've all been following the news and we've seen how passionate people have been, especially since 2020, you know, that sacred right to be able to vote independently and privately, not ask somebody to vote for you is why uh, we spent the last nearly 15 years developing these tools and these technologies uh, Rutgers University, uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, you know, they uh, highlighted the fact that the, the largest uh, kind of minority population in the country are voters with disabilities. And there's normally, yep. there's, there's literally uh, or nearly, you know, 40 million voters that may not have equal access to a, an independent private ballot. And, and so that's our mission. That's our focus. We'd love to continue to hear back from you. Uh, Charlie Canoon is on the call here. Uh, you know, he's a liaison between Democracy Live and all of your organizations. We're willing to help support your conventions and your conferences and participate and work with you to make sure that these tools and these technologies 
are as accessible as possible. So everybody, regardless of disabilities, have the same right to vote as all other voters. So we want to thank you very much for the opportunity. And I'll turn it over to either Charlie or, um, uh, or Melissa. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. Um, Anthony and Cassandra, we appreciate you very much for including us in on this uh, call today in this presentation. Melissa, Melissa does an outstanding job. And um, Absolutely. We, are, we are available um, for those of you who um, see have an interest in a demonstration, both on delivery and return. We also have a sample ballot um, that we can show as well. So um, make sure that you reach out to Democracy Live. My email address is charlie at democracylive.com. And that's Charlie with an IE. And so, um, you know, I take pride in my in responding quick. And uh, we look forward to your outreach to us. But I will reiterate what Brian has said all along. It starts with you. Um, and any kind of any kind of um, you know positive movement that we've made in the past has come from grassroots, um, you know, and bottom up agitation and activation. So uh, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, and for both Melissa and I, we look forward to serving more affiliations in the future. Thank you. And this hey, Charlie, is can you, I was yeah. just going to say, can you drop that email one more time, especially for folks that are planning their state conventions, whom I want to reach out for um, either a virtual or in-person uh, support. Can you give that email yeah. one more time? Yeah, it's Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E, at democracylive, all one, all lowercase, dot com. All right, Melissa. Sorry about that. Um, I was just going to say, if any of you also need any assistance with advocating, I'm no stranger to this field, um, both in my full-time job and my part-time job here with Democracy Live. So if I can be of any assistance, whether it's helping you contact your local media channels, writing articles to advocate, getting in touch with news stations to advocate, whatever it may be and whatever you feel like is your calling and where you'd like your voice to be heard, I'm always happy to assist. So please feel free re to reach out to Charlie and he can pass along my email address. Thank you so much. Well, I want to say thank you, everybody, for who's out there listening and everybody who's here on the call with us. I want to give a special huge thank you to Charlie, Brian, and Melissa. Um, a thank you to Cassandra, who co-hosted and did the hosting duties, and Herbie, who's streaming. Um, once again, I am definitely here in Florida. If you have any questions or you want help advocating, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, my, uh, my email address is Sunday Edition AC, all one word, Sunday Edition with the letters AC at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for joining us today and have a great rest of your weekend.